Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Hello and welcome. If you're back from episode one, thank you. You're one of the few. Uh, welcome to episode number two of the Profit 911 Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Kevin Walker, and we are talking about Black Friday. Is it still a thing? Is it still a thing? So what's coming up here? Um, by the time you hear this, heck, maybe it's being promoted already. <laughs> See, that's the thing about podcasts. If people come back and find this like four months afterwards, they'll be like, Black Friday? What? We just had that. It's the nice thing about podcasting is that you can find us, you may find this nugget, you know, way down the road, or if you listen to it every week... Yeah, you, but you're you know what? Pace. If you found this in like April, listen, because there's still a tip for you to make it even better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's true. So Black Friday, it's been very interesting. It's something that I've taught seminars on before, how to cash in on Black Friday. Um, I teach how to use Black Friday promotions in industries where it would be strange to do so. Yeah. So where you, you normally think of like, you know, Best Buy, Walmart, you know, people grabbing big TV boxes and running each other over and being in the news the next day, things like that. Um, but let's talk about in general. So have, are you a Black Friday shopper or were you ever? Not as much as I used to be. I, and I think there's one word as to why that is, and it's Amazon. I don't want to be at, I, for a while, it used to be fun when my wife and I first got married. Yeah, let's go grab some coffee and let's get a late night snack. Now, I don't want to be anywhere near those people. Get out of my way. <laughs> I don't want, no. So, no, I'm not. I will do my shopping on my tablet or my computer while I'm watching football on Black Friday. So, I mean, I do like the concept. Um, we used to do some of that shopping. Now, there's nothing that I need that bad that I got to go out and fight you at 11 o'clock at night. No, I don't. Mm. Well, yeah. And I, so my father does some black Friday shopping. He probably still does. He has in years past. And I just have a very distinct memory of, of one outing of black Friday uh, with my wife when we were a heck of a lot younger. And it was a best buy outing. You know, we, we sat out in the cold in front of the store at like three or 4 AM. Right. No. Why? <laughs> I mean, was it okay. In hindsight, all the way back. Was it worth it? Um, present day, no. Do but, you still have that but, TV? No, it was a laptop. Uh, it was. Well, like, you surely I, don't still have that. You know, I, I probably saved several hundred dollars, but you know, at the time, that was a lot of money to me, so it, it was worthwhile. But I sitting out in the cold was not the hard part. It's when we got in the store. It's like they'd never had a Black Friday sale before. Mm -hmm. So... The big ticket items, they actually handed out, like, tickets in line. So there was no fight. But when we got uh, to the electronics or the computer section and we managed to get the laptop, it was checking out that was the issue. Yeah. Um, so we got right in the store. We were, like, the first 10 or 20 in line. And I think it took us an hour and a half to get out the door. It was Awful. So, in the end, I ask you again, was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me relive the pain I mean, too that, much. you have to have a lot of patience but if I you are okay with okay, that. Okay, so here's the thing. I wasn't the only one in line, right? This is every everybody, year, everybody. Everybody. Right? They had the same experience, yeah. Well, yeah, they probably had just as miserable of experience as me if they were trying to buy something like that. And by the way, no, I didn't buy the extended warranty and everything else they wanted to do and check it over by the Geek Squad. No, <laughs> just give me the damn thing. If it doesn't work, I'll service yeah. it. Um, but Black Friday, definitely 
has a pull. So whenever I see money flowing, I put my little marketer cap on and I think, how can I get in on that? Mm-hmm. And uh, those of you that don't know my whole backstory, which you'll never know all of it, but we'll clue you in on the biggest chunk of it. I ran a mobile DJ business uh, playing music for weddings and special events from the age of like 14 uh, on for about 20 years. And we ended for the vast majority of those years with uh, it being specialized in weddings, in particular, high-end expensive weddings. And I had uh, decided to run a Black Friday sale in that company. As an aside, by the way, and probably just as interesting, I actually sold that company to Kevin here two and a half years ago. Yeah, almost yeah. three. So the company's still rolling, something I started when I was 14, which is pretty cool. Um, I got tired. If in case you're curious, I got burnt out on DJing like five years before I sold the thing to him. <laughs> you really morphed it from being a DJ into a business owner. Yeah, yeah. So I, I burnt out on doing the work of the work long ago and, and really was the marketer of the company. Yeah, I was just driving the machine, the business machine of it mm-hmm. and putting people in places to get it done, which is kind of unique in that industry too is the interesting part. But uh, we had a situation, <laughs> as many small business owners do, it was a cash crunch. Yep. So bank accounts are looking dry. We had overhead. We had a 700-square-foot office. We had staff. Uh, we're rolling into September or October. And we're in the Midwest, so we're located in the Illinois-Iowa border in an area called the Quad Cities. And winter is not a big wedding time here. No. St- still the same, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. much the same, yeah. Yeah, so it's somewhat seasonal. And winter, we pick up other types of work to survive. But it looked bleak. Like, there wasn't, <laughs> I didn't know how we were going to pay the bills all winter. We'll be honest. Um, so I'm like, all right, we're going to try the Black Friday sale. And the way we ran this thing, I, I can't give you all the insides and outs, but uh, we gave amazing deals. And there was a heck of a marketing plan behind it. But we gave awesome deals. And the main trade-off, the main trade-off for that deal was you paid in full in advance. Mm-hmm. And the first year we ran that, I think we did $13,000 in prepaid bookings. So actually money coming into our account two days later after, you know, the credit cards processed, which was huge for at the time. Actually, I'd take it right now too. <laughs> but I mean, that, that was probably our highest sale day ever in that company at that point. Um, and there's, there's a lot of reasons that happened. It was repeated several times. Are you still running the sale right now? We are. It was one thing that when I bought the company, I had never done anything like that. I had always owned a DJ business when I worked in radio, and it was just me. So I didn't own a business that had multiple DJs or multiple people, or in this situation, also a photo booth component to it. So when you explained to me what you did and why you did it, I tried it, and we'll do it again here in a couple of weeks. And you're 100% right. I It is still the biggest sales day of the year for the company. Which is awesome. And and it's not just, you know, it's not just my company either. Now your company. I kind of bundled that up and, and sold it into the industry, if you will, mm-hmm. yeah. as, as a package. Here's how you do the sale. And, and it's been repeated. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, someone out of Minnesota destroyed my numbers on it the first year. <laughs> he did like double and continues to do well. So so there's definitely something about Black Friday because you can't 
We tried to repeat it, and we had good results, but nowhere near what we did on Black Friday. I think it's because on Black Friday, people, even even if they don't want to go out and shop, they do want a deal. And I think the biggest difference between what I'm doing with it now and you are is that it is no longer come into the office and stand around, and we're going to be there for six or seven hours. There's enough in advance communication with the clients who are interested that they are calling me or texting me and having me call them or my salesperson. So I'm not even having to go into the office on Black Friday because I might be out of town visiting family or I might be at a, the Iowa-Nebraska game or whatever it happens to be. Um, that's the one difference between what you had done and what I did. I tried it the very first year, and we just more people still called. So last year I just cut it, and it was we're not even going to be in the office. Um, well, it, I, w- I was mean. I, <laughs> no. I made them come in. I... I I think I still have pictures from I the security cameras. I have seen pictures from the security camera where they are lined up in the hallway at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, it's like Best Buy in Moline. It was. It was more civil, but they were Well, li- because literally. they weren't, they, they, and one of the components too that I think is key to it is that there was limited quantities of certain things. Sure. And obviously we can only do so many weddings in, on any given day. We don't want you to duke it out in the parking lot with someone for June 15th, but we're only going to do so many discounted packages for this and only so many of this and, you know, advanced uplighting or particular, whatever it happens to be. But you're right. This isn't just a DJ business thing. I really would never have thought about the power of Black Friday other than as a consumer, as a business owner, I could see this working for almost any kind of business. You generate, you generate a desire to have the quality they want at enough of a discount that they feel like it's worth doing it on that particular day. Well, this day. is even better because people were buying things for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people justify Black Friday by gift shopping. But there's there's actually a huge psychological component to why this works. So after the break here, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about, frankly, why I was scared to run the sale the first mm-hmm. year and why it works from the consumer standpoint and kind of those key subtleties that you need to have in play if you want to try and copy our success. We'll be right back. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We are back and we are talking all things Black Friday, especially where you wouldn't be used to seeing it. So it's not just for electronics retailers and car dealers and everything else. Uh, I, I think you can run some sort of version of a Black Friday promotion in any business. I, you probably could. And the more obscure and unlikely, I think the better. Really? See, now that, uh, maybe that's probably true. And that's why I, I, I count on you for that kind of insight because you, I think of things in very concrete. There are a lot of times you and I have conversations about marketing and you say stuff and I'm like, that seems so obvious when he says it, but I would never thought of it that way because for whatever reason, maybe you think a little differently. Like I think about what are the results or why does it work for me? And you think about, what is the psychological, why does it work underneath all of the, you know, bells and whistles? Oh, I'm, I'm deep into the wormhole of the psych on stuff. So without looking at my notes of my concerns, so when you took over the company and I told you about this and how we done it, did you have any concerns with trying to duplicate that as a business was, owner? Yeah, it was a little overwhelming to me because the just the sheer amount, it, it wasn't like, hey, we'll send you one email about this. You had a, a very detailed funnel, for lack of a better word, which really was what it was, that 
touched them, once we found out they're interested, it touched them many different times, gave them options and instructions on how to be part of the sale. If you want to be part of the sale, you got to get registered. You got to be this, you got to be that. To me, it did make me nervous the first year because I thought there were so many moving parts. I wondered that if I didn't do it exactly the way you had it laid out, would it be a success or not? Or was I going to miss a, a part that would caused me to miss out on $8,000 in sales. So the, so the complexity of the sale is what scared you? A little bit, yeah. Like the actual mechanics of doing it. You have to realize that before, when I worked in radio full-time, and I if I did two or three events a month DJ-wise afterwards, it was gravy money. Now I'm in a position where I got to generate hundreds of events a year to make a living. So for me, that marketing aspect, whether it's Black Friday or whether it's just regular marketing, it was it went from let's just do a few gigs on the weekend to how do I generate consistent leads? And even with Black Friday, it was about generating enough leads that you would get half a dozen or maybe 10 brides who are like, yes, I want this. So that's interesting because your concerns are completely different than what I was scared of the first Surprise. time. Surprise. So when I first ran this sale, or was thinking of doing it, I should say, my concerns were in this particular company... We had never run a discount promotion. So we, I kind of prided myself on premium prices mm-hmm. and the price is the price and that's that. And there was no wheeling and dealing, nothing like that. So I was concerned about dropping the prices for, for a couple of reasons. One, I was, I was wondering what on earth the current clients that paid full price were going to think. Yeah. That uh, even, and I remember we talked about that a little bit, it, that never crossed my mind or bothered me because I, 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 I don't know why. Maybe I was so consumed with like executing the plan that it didn't, <laughs> it didn't worry me whether someone was going to be upset that they paid full price. It never, that never really bothered me. Well, and, and then my other concern was we did a couple of offerings, and this, I'm going to say items, products, but they were really service offerings for the most part. A couple of service offerings that were at or below cost. Mm-hmm. to try and make it look like a big deal okay, and that they were going to save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really concerned that, you know, we'd sell out of those and everyone would get those and that would be the end of it. They're, everyone would be cheap. The people that show up for a Black Friday type event, they must be cheap, right? They can't okay. afford anything. Yeah. They're not going to spend anything. That, that was one of my biggest concerns other than current customer backlash. But you probably found, as I found, that that was not the case at all. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. So, you know, now that I've done it enough, I know to expect it, but the cheap baits them in, but we just sit back and watch them buy high-end stuff. Mhm. <laughs> Which Yeah. I don't have the why that particular part works for you, but it's really interesting that that we offer the cheap and they buy the more expensive. Do you think part of that though is because the clients that you were already attracting because of the other marketing you did and the way you ran the company? you had a clientele that probably, because like any business, any kind of business out there, there are low-end DJs who will charge less than high-end DJs. And I have learned from you too. I'd rather work smarter and not harder. I'd rather do, you know, one wedding at 2,000 than two at 1,000. Sure. So I wonder if it's a situation where you had clients that were already conditioned to spend more money, or do you think it was... Well, it, it may be, but let's be careful with the words here. These are prospects. True. So they, you're right. The ones that do spend with us were higher end, but at this point, these are unconverted leads. Um, so I was kind of concerned about that. There's 
I'll share with you briefly a couple of reasons that Black Friday in particular works, though. A couple of the reasons it works, um, <laughs> particularly well in the wedding industry, but I'll go with the, the general reasons. Um, number one is what I call the open wallet momentum. So, have you, you probably had this experience before I did. Have you ever had an experience like furnishing a house or an office or something that's going to involve a lot of purchases? Yeah. And once you make the first purchase and the wallet is open, and that's probably the pain in the butts to do the first one, once that's done, every sale after that is a lot easier. It's easier for you to purchase more and more and more. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole nother discussion on whether we're talking about payments or credit cards or debt, but even regardless, um, once the purchase is made and money is flowing, yeah, it's much easier to spend more. So the theory is people are already buying things on black Friday, even if they're not standing in line, chances are they're, they're looking online. They're, they're buying something maybe for themselves Mm -hmm. while it's open. It's a lot easier for us to reach in there and grab some money. <laughs> now, that's true. I agree with that. And it's like, the, you're in, I mean, I do the same thing. It's a mindset. If I'm, if I'm on Amazon, maybe getting an early start on my wife's Christmas shopping and something gets suggested to me, or I have a book that I didn't buy, but they remind me that I maybe wanted it last time and took it out of my cart, I you're right. At I that moment, we, we can have a whole discussion on Amazon. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to me, that's funny to me. I like equate Black Friday with Amazon. Now, I won't even go into a store anymore because I can get almost anything. I, um, I and, and I, I do like to get a great price, but I'm also to the point now where maybe I'm spoiled. Well, the Internet's changed this, right? I don't want to be in line. I would even if it's the same price. I mean, I don't have to get a better price online. It just needs to be not a whole lot more expensive or the same price because then it it cuts out the whole. Do we want to go to Best Buy right now? Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, here's the problem that's disrupting so many industries is we can go online, we can search for pretty much anything. I found one or two. Literally, exceptions. I found one or two exceptions, by the way, that still control their distribution. For the most part, we can go online, we can find something, and we can get it fast, and we can get it pretty much at cost. So yes. now. Every independent product retailer, even if they run a Black Friday sale and they put the dang thing 2% over cost, it's not impressive. No. Well, it's harder. It's almost impossible now to impress people. I mean, where does, the, where does, where does it end? At what point is it a, such a loss leader that you get them into, your, into the shopping cart? I mean, because anymore like some sort of incredible deal at Best Buy doesn't even get me in the door anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons we primarily at Profit One work with service providers because it's, it's more obscure, right? That's right. The, the price is a little more open to interpretation. Sure. Yes, there's competition in every industry, but it's not as obvious you're getting the exact same product or service. Um, so the internet has drastically changed that. The other thing is the retailers... Uh, just clawing at each other for a share of this revenue. They're, they're, you don't even ha- you don't have to wait till Black Friday to get no. Black Friday pricing. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And even when it comes to Black Friday, and they're using the term Black Friday, yeah, that can be like a two week period now. Sure. Oh I, yeah. I'm going to start advertising that probably the time you hear this. Uh, we have the pre Black Friday sale. I've seen Black Friday week. I've seen you know Black Friday. You got Cyber Monday. I've seen Black Friday sales in June or July, which makes no sense. It kind of, to me, it just, it, it, it's a little numbing. So you just doesn't maybe have the same effect. 
except for when I'm in the market for something, then I'm appreciative that I can get a discount or deal. But you're right. I mean, when Amazon is is maybe you can get something that's at cost. I mean, it just and but the problem with that, I think for me, is internally sometimes I think I really should support local business more because I'm a local business owner. Have you ever tried and it backfired? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so sure. So we just moved into. I mean, my wife and I purchased an office building in, in downtown East Moline, and you know, I make a conscious effort to try and support the other local businesses down here, which there's not many of. It's kind of a depressed economic area, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's backfired drastically in some cases, in which case, well, well, I tried. Back to online. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you're right. Sometimes, and we've had this discussion uh, about some of these vendors. Dude, you, didn't, you don't want my money? Yeah. You literally don't want my money. You can't call me back. You can't get me a quote. You can't fit me into your schedule. Uh, I don't. Yeah. If you could order, f- like, if I could get tacos from Amazon hot, I would never need to go out of my house ever again. You basically do. You got seven delivery services. Well, we digress. <laughs> and that's true. You're right. But it is, what is it about service industry? I mean, you would think that you would want to super serve people locally because so many things can be gotten somewhere else. But there are a lot of businesses that really you, you have to have to work with someone locally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, here's how, here's how you win. So let's flip this. I'll give you a couple quick tips before we run out of time. Here's how you win at the Black Friday sales game. Number one, you, you have to understand that people are more skeptical now than they've ever been, especially when it comes to prices, uh, which puts you at an advantage as a local service provider. So when I'm talking about these local businesses here, I know where they're at. I can find them. If they provide a good service, by all means, I'm less skeptical of them. I can physically see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So figure out how to build trust better than Facebook could for those of you that listened to the last episode. Uh, you, you should be able to outserve uh, for sure. Number two, and, and here is how you will fail massively running a Black Friday promotion if you don't have it. The key is... You have to have a built-up demand within a current pool of prospects. So if you are not consistently generating, tracking, and following up with leads systematically, a Black Friday sale is going to do very little for you. The key to why this was a success is we already had the list of prospects and there was something holding them back from buying. So they're interested, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, enough of them. Yeah. So for some of them, a certain number, that reason would be price. So we combated it. And then we pushed them a little harder with limited quantity, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, part of, you'll call it 2B, if you will, is the sale is really designed not to take someone from not needing the service to purchasing. It's to get people off the fence. So when you think about auto dealers running Black Friday sale, I'm, I'm probably wrong but because <laughs> never underestimate the stupidity of people. But I'm doubting there's anyone sitting on their couch watching a Black Friday commercial for an auto dealer that wasn't already thinking of buying a vehicle that went down there and purchased a vehicle that day. No, I agree. It's Well, it's like when you hear a cell phone commercial. If I'm not in the market for a cell phone, I don't care how a great deal it is on the new iPhone or this or that. But when I need one, I know that I, I know I need one. You're right. I mean, it, nobody's buying a car on Black Friday unless they were already buying a car. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Friday, 
is and will continue to be a thing. It is not quite the thing it used to be. You need to figure out how to serve differently and overcome more skepticism than you've ever had. And you really need to be planning this year-round and collecting leads year-round. If you're collecting leads year-round and then you run a Black Friday sale, it's going to be a slam dunk for you. You're going to be one of those people writing me saying this was a great idea. I didn't even share the tactical with you, but frankly, you know, Kevin, you said you were scared you wouldn't get the mechanics right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's overly important. Yes, you can boost the numbers. And I realize that now. After the first year, I did realize that that was, and you probably even said that to me at that point. You're like, that probably, you didn't need to worry about that. You're exactly right. Um, I think the key point there, as someone who's tried this under the system that you're talking about, it uh, you just can't turn it on in October. You just can't start to look for leads that you want to sell to on Black Friday, October you know, 29th. Generating leads all year long and nurturing them and knowing where they're at in that process is super important. You yeah. just can't one day say, let's start a great deal and let's hope that people, even if it's something that people in your industry want, if they're not even already lukewarm or they don't know you exist, they don't know about you. I think that is for as someone who's, who's working this process, I didn't understand that initially, that you really do have to have those leads nurtured all year long. You just can't turn it on when it's time to sell. So if you're listening to this on October 29th, do try and run something. Don't expect heavens and earth to move for you. If you get something, it's gravy. If you are listening to this before then, start right now. Black Friday will be good to you. Send me your comments, your suggestions. We'll get them in a future episode. And coming up next week, the myth of the high-end client. Good one for you. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.